KHVH. And Ira Melman Affair joins us at 8.09. And Ira, I want to thank you as always for being a part of the program. Good morning. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, how's how's everything in D.C., Ira? Uh, <laughs> uh, how long do you have? Uh, it, it, it is a mess. Uh, you know, I think ever, that, that is probably the one thing that everybody can agree upon is that it, it is a mess uh, in D.C., uh, and it just seems to be getting worse and worse, and I think it's reflected in the president's just uh, absolutely sinking public approval ratings. Uh, the American public feel on many, many levels that things are not going the way they should be. And, and certainly, you know, when it comes to the border and immigration policy, that's right up there in the mix with the whole host of reasons why the American public is feeling so uncomfortable these days. Interestingly, if it wasn't for one, maybe two news cable stations, networks, the American people would have no idea what's going on, save for local talk show hosts who embrace the importance of the immigration issue. Ira, I, I, I don't see anything virtually anywhere else. Yeah, I, I, you know, in spite of the fact that you have CNN and the New York Times and the Washington Post running interference for the president, his approval ratings are still in the toilet. And um, it, it, there was a poll out about a week or so ago, uh, USA Today, um, a USA Today poll that showed that his uh, po- his immigration policies have an 18 percent public approval rating. Sixty seven percent of the public uh, is disapproves. Uh, of what he's doing down there at the border and in immigration generally. So, uh, you know, in spite of the fact that you have these media outlets, the ones that, you know, seem to dominate uh, coverage, the American public is still uh, perceptive enough to recognize that things aren't the way they should be. We're talking with Ira Melman of FAIR. It is always a pleasure to have uh, Ira on board with us, and we thank him so very much. Once again, uh, tell us about FAIR, mission, and how we can help. Well, the mission of, of the organization is to represent the interests of the American people when it comes to immigration policy, because, after all, it is our immigration policy. It's a public policy. It should serve the public interest. Uh, so that's what we uh, are there to do, and if people want to find out more, they can go to the website, which is fairus.org. That's F-A-I-R-U-S dot O-R-G, fairus.org. Talking with Ira, and top of mind right now is our border patrol. Actually, saw Brandon Judd recently on national news explaining that so many Border Patrol agents could be terminated in the next month, Ira. That's correct. Something along the lines of 11,000 Border Patrol agents. That's the majority of Border Patrol at a time when their service is more necessary than ever to deal with the border crisis that the administration has created. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about whether, uh, you know, public employees should be mandated to get vaccinations, you do have to recognize that there are even greater dangers associated with pulling those people off the front lines. You have people coming across that border, uh, more than 200,000 a month. Uh, Most of them are not vaccinated. Uh, Even when they are found to be uh, COVID positive, in many cases they are released into the country very often in the dead Mm -hmm. of night, so nobody knows. Uh, You also have national security 
security threats. You know, you think that our enemies don't know that our borders are wide open. Uh, we're going to be in for a very rude surprise one of these days. Uh, and then you have criminal organizations that are taking advantage of those open borders. So, you know, even if, you know, if you absolutely believe that the president is right and that every one of those Border Patrol agents should get vaccinated, the dangers of firing them or removing them from the front lines are so much greater uh, that, you know, we're, we're just putting the country at risk uh, in order to, you know, for the president to make a stand on, on an issue. Uh, it's an important issue, but nevertheless, it, it, it is one that poses grave dangers to the country. So we're looking at November 22nd, uh, which is right around the corner. It's a week away. Are we looking at an exiting? Really, is this going to happen, Ira? Uh, we, I guess we will find out in the oh. next week. Uh, but it, the, the country simply cannot. I mean, if you think there's chaos down there now, yeah. just wait right. until there's no Border Patrol agents down there. Uh, it is going to be open season. And, you know, this is coming at a time when the rest of the world is saying, hey, we, we've got to do something. You know, that just within the past week, the European Union uh, is talking about building a border wall along the border between Poland and Belarus because of the mass number of people trying to come across, mm -hmm. uh, being aided and abetted by the government of Belarus. Uh, so, you know, the, the rest of the world is moving in the opposite direction uh, towards greater security for their people, while this administration is doing everything in its power to undermine the security of the American people. Can you help us understand that just a touch more? Because I know that Belarus, strong Russian ally, now there's more news and information about the buildup of troops by the Russians that are concerning others. What's, what's at the heart of this story? Well, what is at the heart of this story is that Vladimir Putin is playing hardball. Uh, you know, he has the, um, he controls the supply of natural gas to Western Europe. Uh, you know, it's going to be a very long and cold winter if that gets shut off. Uh, and look, I mean, this is part of geopolitics. They, these are uh, countries and leaders that are antithetical to Western Europe, uh, and they are playing a very strong hand here. And, you know, the European Union is going to have to respond. And, you know, by the same token, the mass um, migration to the United States is very often being facilitated by organizations or even foreign governments that are inimical, inimical to the interests of the United States, and we should be paying attention as well. So, uh, you know, in many respects, mass migration is becoming a political tool. It isn't just, you know, lots and lots of people who are saying, hey, we have an opportunity uh, for a better life in the United States or in Western Europe, uh, but it is actually a, a circumstance that is being manipulated by uh, governments, by entities that really are hostile to the interests of the countries where the people are headed. Mm. Once again, talking with Ira Melman Affair, and Ira, we transition a bit uh, back here at home because the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill set to be signed today However, the $1.85 trillion BBB Act, oh my goodness gracious, is amnesty part of this move? 
Well, the House bill, it appears that it is going to be in there. Uh, the, the problem is that, well, not a problem, it's a good thing that when it gets mm. to the Senate, uh, it, it still has to pass scrutiny because uh, it, the budget reconciliation bill can be passed with a simple majority, whereas most other legislation requires 60 votes to bring it to the floor for a final vote. Uh, and the Senate parliamentarian has twice ruled that uh, amnesty provisions for illegal aliens are beyond the scope of what a budget reconciliation should encompass, and she said you can't do that. Uh, you know, the, the folks who want mass amnesty to open borders, they don't give up easily. They're making a third try at it. Mm -hmm. uh, it you know, it, it is questionable whether Joe Manchin is going to support it in the Senate simply because uh, he believes that it, it is just going to exacerbate inflation and run even huger deficits than we already are. Uh, but the bottom line is we have, we have to be very, very cautious. The, the House bill uh, is going to contain uh, what is essentially an amnesty for about 7 million illegal aliens. It's, kind of, it's going to be kind of like DACA, uh, where it isn't a full amnesty, but you're going to have the right to live and work in the United States, even though you're technically in the country illegally. Uh, and we know from DACA that once something is put in place, it is virtually impossible to undo it. And that really is the plan here, that, you know, you, you create these facts on the ground, and then you, you know, sit back and wait for somebody to try to undo it, which is, as I said, a, a virtual impossibility. Would you have maybe definition of term, because we hear a lot uh, of references in the news coverage, it's in punditry, etc. What is the definition of amnesty, Ira? The definition of amnesty is granting people uh, a benefit uh, from having broken the law. Uh, you know, it, it isn't just that they're being excused uh, and, you know, we're, we're waiving the penalty. They're actually being rewarded uh, by being allowed to remain here in the United States. So, it, it, you know, it goes beyond what we normally think of as amnesty. You know, every now and then the IRS will declare a tax amnesty and say, you look, if you uh, owe back taxes, you've been hiding stuff, you can come forward now, you pay up, and we won't do anything. We won't fine you. We won't uh, prosecute you in any way. But you still have to pay the taxes you, that you owe. Uh, when it comes to immigration amnesties, uh, you know, it, it isn't just that you come forward and say, yeah, I've been breaking the law, uh, and now I'm going to go home, and there's going to be no penalty for having been here and having broken the law all this time. Uh, they're actually going to reward you. So th this is amnesty plus. Um, you know, amnesty might not even be the best word for it because it goes beyond what we normally think of as amnesty. Talking with Ira Melman, Ira, you always help us out so, so very much. I was wondering, if, how are we doing just on basic fundamental of immigration control? Now, I know the borders, of course, it's uh, a pathetic display. What about basics, expired visas, being able to follow up on green card, uh, verification application approvals, etc.? Just the day-to-day -day of immigration, how are we? Well, uh, look, and when it comes to, you know, things like the issuing visas and, and, you know, applying for benefits, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, when he was head of USCIS, uh, the agency that handled that sort of thing said, you know, to the, the people working there, just get to yes. Uh, and we can assume that that is the policy that's in place now that he is the secretary of DHS, uh, which covers all of these agencies. Uh, he has also put out a series of edicts over the past month and month 
and a half uh, that have essentially said we're not going to enforce the law against anyone. Uh, they're very, very, very narrow categories of people who are violating our laws who can even be approached by ICE agents. And then, you know, in his final, uh, at least the final so far uh, memo, he severely limited the number of places where ICE agents could actually enforce the law. I mean, he, he put out a, a list of places that leaves virtually no place that ICE agents can actually go out uh, and try to apprehend the people who are still eligible, eligible to be apprehended. So um, the, the state uh, of the enforcement, once you're in the United States, is virtually non-existent. You, you have to be, you know, a a terrorist, a, a spy, uh, and and uh, not be in one of the r the wrong places at the wrong time in order mm -hmm. to get caught. So virtually no enforcement once you're in the country, and that's the state of where we are. My goodness gracious. Uh, once again, with Ira Melman, I know we have just a couple of minutes remaining, but recent polling is finding that with the American people around the nation, that the economy is the number one concern, superseding... Uh, even COVID, etc. However, the link between the economy and immigration is profound. Before we go, could you remind us the, the association between our economic health and our immigration health? Well, it, it, certainly, you know, when you have people coming here in large numbers, they need to do something uh, to keep themselves, uh, you know, fed and, and housed, uh, which means getting jobs. Uh, and when you flood the labor market, uh, you drive down wages and working conditions for American workers. It also imposes all kinds of burdens on local governments that have to provide social services. Uh, so it comes out, you know, in addition to getting squeezed by inflation, uh, the, the folks uh, who are paying taxes locally are being forced to pay for all sorts of benefits and services for people who come to the country illegally. So it, it just, I mean, it, when you you have, uh, you know, the magnitude of illegal immigration, we're talking 200,000 people a month, I mean, that, that is a... It, a fair-sized city coming mm -hmm. to the United States illegally every single year. And it's going to affect everything. It's going to affect the labor market. It's going to affect the economy. It's going to affect the quality of education your kids get at schools. Uh, it's going to affect health care. Uh, you, you cannot have people coming into the country illegally in that number and not have it affect just about everything that's important to the American public. Amen. Ira, how can we connect and how can we help? Best best way to do that is to go to the website uh, fairus.org s a i r u s dot o r g. We certainly need all the help we can get because it is going to be a, a rough couple of years. It's uh, shaping up that way, but I wish you personally all the very best as always, and thanks to Fair for everything that you do. Thank you, Ira. Thank you.